Hi everyone, my name is Cheryl Cohen and I'm with Arthritis Consumer Experts. We're the host of Arthritis at Home. And today uh, is September 30th. It is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, which is a day to honor the lost Indigenous children, survivors, their families and communities of Indian residential schools. And our attention must turn to truth and reconciliation. To help the arthritis community learn about and understand the impact that Indian residential schools has and continues to have on Indigenous peoples. Uh, we are bringing to you uh, the first of two episodes on truth and reconciliation with Dr. Terry Lynn Fox. She speaks to us about the importance of National Day for Truth and Reconciliation to Indigenous peoples and what actions non-Indigenous settlers can take in support of the path forward. Dr. Fox is from the Blood Tribe within the Blackfoot Confederacy and practices her Siksigate Satapi ways. Dr. Fox has a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in sociology, and a doctoral degree in education. Her dissertation focus was in Indian residential schools and the specific perspectives of Blackfoot Confederacy people on the experiences of survivors from the Blackfoot Confederacy from six residential schools. And the majority of her research is on and about Indian residential schools. Dr. Fox is both directly and indirectly affected by Indian residential schools. She is the daughter of two survivors of an Indian residential school and is a survivor of Indian day schools herself. She is blessed with four children and is a grandmother to six grandchildren. We are so, so happy and blessed to have you with us today. Uh, Dr. Fox, welcome to the program. Thank you, Cheryl. It's a privilege and honor to be here. In our traditional ways, I would introduce myself as Abikwikmodaki. That is my traditional name. It means miracle healing woman. And it's quite an honor to share that with all of you today. Thank you so much. Um, I want to focus in this episode, Dr. Fox, on two really, I think, fundamental questions for the day. And that is, can you tell us in your words, through your experience, in your vision for the future, what National Day for Truth and Reconciliation means to you, and if you would like to expand that, obviously, to Blackfoot Confederacy peoples and to Indigenous peoples overall, um, we would certainly be so happy to, to learn these perspectives directly from you. Sure. So the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, this year, it's the, the first time we're acknowledging it as that. Um, it's one of the um, Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action, number 80. Um, it's quite significant because it, it now sends a message to Canadians. It sends a message to, on a global perspective, that Canada is moving forward, albeit slowly, but is moving forward towards um, acknowledging, recognizing, um, honoring, and celebrating with um, Indigenous peoples across Canada. It also provides um, a platform, a day to come together 
in in harmony in in a good way um, to speak of the truth of Canadian history, including pre-Confederation and the the um, beginnings of Indian residential schools and the many children that attended over a span of 130 years. So while, while it is um, honoring and, and in deep thought and deep prayer with Indigenous peoples, it's also a way to, to walk together, to come together with, um, with peace, with harmony, in harmony, uh, through prayer and ceremony, um, good words, kind words, heartfelt words to, to all of Canadians and, and those who observe and watch um, as we, we share on um, the television or news broadcasts or radio broadcasts or documentaries. Um, it's a quite a significant day in Canadian history. And um, I, I'm quite happy to be part of this this day um, moving forward for for Blackfoot Confederacy people or Sixigated to be uh, members um, it is a time to um, bless and and pray for for the spirits that were lost the children that were lost in the schools but to pray for all spirits um, that have gone before us to pray for where we are today and to pray for the future of our children, of, of our way forward as Siksigate Sitibi. Um, given we are a spiritual people um, with prayer and ceremony, that is how we move forward. That, that's what grounds us and who we are. With that, we, we have continued our traditional um, ceremonial ways and, and that's quite an undertone for the resilience, the strength of our, of our membership, um, both past, present and into the future. Um, it speaks to volumes of um, Canadian society in general, but all humanity that when we, when we come together, when we understand, when we wanna walk, with, with those who are, are different. It provides the, this, um, this equal space of, you know, being human. What does that mean to each of us? How do we move forward? How can I help in providing uh, ways in moving forward for our, all people um, in, in Canadian society? but on a broader level as well. We also um, honor and ensure that our, our ways are being um, transferred to our children who will be the leaders, who will be the knowledge keepers, who will be the movers and shakers um, for generation, seven generations to come. And so that, that's, important in ensuring um, our identity, our survival, our cultural ways um, as Siksigate to be uh, people in contemporary society. So it's, 
it's meaningful, it's significant, it's um, humbling. It's also honoring that many events have been planned already. Um, this week, it, it appeared that there was um, very various events from ceremony and, and prayer and speeches and um, gift giving and feeding, as well as um, broadcasting what people feel could help in creating awareness, broadening awareness, and ensuring that all people become aware of Canadian history, pre-contact and after um, pre-Confederation, after Confederation, and this specific um, part of, of the history that we all share, we are all a part of. Yeah, that's that, that's that first word in the phrase truth and reconciliation. It's very difficult to reconcile without truth. Uh, acknowledgement, acceptance, uh, understanding all of the things that pivot around that, that word, um, Dr. Fox. When we talk about those things and we talk about the need to do that, Obviously, we're talking about non-Indigenous peoples in Canada, settlers, um, and I, I would really appreciate hearing from you directly, and I know our audience would as well, what are meaningful steps that we can take in support of truth and reconciliation as non-Indigenous peoples? I think, I think largely in Canada, this is my impression, this is my perspective, that so many were so deeply affected by the news of the lost children uh, and the magnitude of it. And that in and of itself is, is sitting with, you know, horrific um, consequences of Indian residential schools and having empathy for indigenous peoples over the loss and the trauma and all of that. Um, that's one thing that is action. But tell us, tell us maybe a bit more about that and the importance of it. And tell us what other things that are really quite fundamental to, to walking with Indigenous peoples towards uh, truth and reconciliation. I think one area where um, many people, humans across the globe, um, due to many things over the centuries of, of change uh, moving forward is to be able to connect with your own spirit. And on that level, uh, many things open up. We all come from ancient, you know, ways of knowing and being and connecting to that is integral to, to wanting to understand others that have a different language, different ceremonies, different um, you know, codes of, of conduct, protocols, and, and different ways of, um, you know, roles and responsibilities. And so I think grounding ourselves and wanting to, the want needs to be there, the desire, the passion to be part of this transformational change from, from what was. We can't not know what we know now. And what the future holds is up to all of us, it's all our responsibility. Because we live in a in a, a country where we are afforded 
you know, drinking, we're drinking water. In most places, we have um, food stores, we have clothing stores. We hire because we want to, not because it's a survival now. So because of that, all of our cultures have evolved, but, but it, it hasn't meant that um, we're trying to catch up to that. We're, we're not so quick in evolving with that. But what really grounds us as, as being part of humanity is our spirit, is our connection to our a higher power, a creator, our, our maker. But that spiritual connection is so integral to understanding others and wanting to um, walk a mile in their shoes or their moccasins per se and, and creating that that safe space to do so that that path moving forward with others is critical to um, ensuring that the calls to action are are followed through are executed they're facilitated on various levels whether it's governments whether it's academic institutions whether it's social institutions whether it's the the k-12 curriculum whether it's organizations, whether it's big business, these all play a role into ensuring that the rights of Indigenous peoples are upheld and honored um, as seen as, as various um, constitutional rights. The, the United Nations Declaration on Indigenous People or Aboriginal Sovereignty is, is, is part of that declaration. So creating becoming aware and, and wanting to practice, wanting to partake in this movement moving forward. Uh, we can no longer be stagnant and sit still for real change to occur, genuine change to occur on the systemic level. And um, I'm, I'm quite honored and, and feel very, very um, grounded in my being as an indigenous woman, as a Siksikitsitibi woman, to have attained academic credentials to help that process moving forward in a good way, in a genuine way, in a respectful way with, with those that I come into contact with. That's very important is to ensure that we are respectful. We may become frustrated or annoyed or, you know, ticked off. However, when we want to move forward in this good way, in a respectful way and um, for change to occur at so many levels, but on a spiritual level, we must do it in, in, in that way where um, it's not forced, it's not one-sided or lopsided, but it's moving forward all together. So I think that, that that's very important. Other ways that we can see where real change can occur and, and Canadians um, be part of that is to uh, become involved with your local organizations, reach out to friendship centers, indigenous organizations. Um, if, if you're close to a, a First Nations reserve or community, 
reach out, you know, make those contacts. Technology has made it so easy to connect with others, right? We must take advantage of that in, in these ways as well um, and, and ensure that um, you follow those local protocols of approaching elders and, and making those offerings for prayer and, and participating, knowing the, um, for women, know how to dress, know those protocols, right? We, we have to understand that it's very spiritual. So we must follow those protocols. But also for those who are quite active in the political systems, you know, lobby, advocate your local MPs, you know, write letters, see what else can be done because you're, you're, you're wanting to help move forward, but you're going to be guided by Indigenous peoples and governments, let's say federal, provincial, that you lobby where, where real change can occur at that, at that level to entrench, to ensure language is, is um, part of curriculum. The his, historical part of pre-Confederation, post-Confederation, Indian residential schools, Indian day schools, um, and, and however difficult it is, it, it, you're teaching it, you're not living it, you're teaching it, that's the difference. People think it's very hard to go to that place. Yes, it is, and you can feel it, but you're not living it, that, that there's a difference there. Yeah, I think that's such a great guide. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Dr. Fox, uh, you've outlined, I think, some really, nothing is ever simple when we're talking about the level of trauma and the magnitude of injustice here. Um, but you've helped us understand some really simple concepts about knowing, understanding, feeling. And I love what you said about we can't unknow what we now know. There's no going back, back, right? Um, and that has impacted me on a huge level and why at ACE we're doing the things we're doing to walk with you, to walk with the community, uh, to, to continue to learn from you to do the right thing. So the letter writing that you spoke about, uh, you know, folks may think it's kind of, you know, maybe not important, but it is. It's, you know, putting pen to paper or keyboard to, to email whiteboard, right, uh, actually shows government and power structures, frankly, uh, that there is a swell of support, a swell of love, a swell of action, along with what Indigenous peoples in Canada are calling for. And I think that's just so, so important. I've been advocating my whole life for improvements in the closing of inequities for people living with arthritis. And as you know, and uh, I can tell you, letter writing does work to go knocking on the door when it's safe to do so. I know we've been living in a pandemic and continue to be uh, is, is sometimes not easy, but boy, once you stretch your vocal cords once, it gets easier and easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I thank you so much uh, for your time today. It's a, a, a blessed day. It's a day, I view it as a day of promise. 
um, a day of moving forward and a day of action. And we couldn't have asked for a better person to share with us and guide us in that uh, than you, Dr. Fox. Very, very much uh, thank you. Wish you well, uh, peace, love, and all the good things that Earth can provide um, to all of us. And we look forward to continuing our walk uh, with you. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, when we say a prayer, the last few words are, I wish you a long life. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We look forward to hearing about the actions you'll take today on National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Please tune in next week. We're going to be here again with Dr. Fox, drilling down a little bit into her research uh, and sharing her findings with you. So until then, please be well.